Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people are warned that the following recordings may contain the sounds and voices of deceased persons. Conversations on Country is a series of diverse stories of place and being of Gumbanga, Dungari, Biripai and Waramai nations. Dangu Nui, Fred Kelly, Naya Dangadi Goyita, Naya Dangadi Gitwin. What I just said was uh, I, spe- I speak Dangadi and uh, I'm a Dangadi man. Here on the mid north coast, we're known as the Sunrise People or the Morning Star People, and that just specifically refers to that we're the first ones to get Grandfather's Son. Now, we, we don't tend to acknowledge the importance of Grandfather's Son the same as we don't acknowledge Grandmother Moon. Like, Grandmother Moon controls all the waters around the world and we don't acknowledge how important that is. We don't acknowledge Father Sky because that's where the rain comes from and we've had quite a bit of rain recently so Father Sky has been working overtime in a lot of ways Um, but that's really important in a lot of areas and then we've got Mother Earth and like these sort of teachings aren't being passed on. They're not being acknowledged. People aren't speaking about it. And when we talk about why we're spiritually connected to the land, a lot of people will say that without really knowing what it actually means. So some of the things that I'm heavily involved in now with uh, not only myself, but with Uncle John Kelly and a few other people, is that I've got really deep concerns about the passing on of our culture to the to the younger generations, it seems there's a bit of malaise about um, not really wanting to learn our culture uh, and there's not a really great understanding of exactly um, why it is important that we reconnect with the land. Like I'll give you a quick example of our something that is quite simple um, and it used to be practised for centuries, can actually um, create catastrophe and I'm talking about cultural burning along with a few other people I've actually done the cultural burning fire workshops and um, they were very enlightening and it's about caring for country it's about healing mother earth so what what happens when you do cultural burning is that you actually burn off the cured grass and it's got to be done in a certain time now you've got situations where Trees are very much like humans and there are certain clusters and there are certain communities. Sometimes there's only one particular tree in that community. Sometimes it's a shared community. And what happens is that we've got a situation now where where Mother Earth is sick. And when Mother Earth is sick, our community is sick because we've got all of these invasive species, these weeds coming in and they're dominating all of our native vegetation. And the only way to stop that is by burning regularly. And in this area, you normally burn off between middle of May. When you start getting into the first first week in August, you're getting a bit late. But what that does is that brings about renewal. And what happens is that underneath Mother Earth, there's actually a seed bank. And what you do is when, you, when you're burning off the weeds and you keep doing it regularly each year, eventually the native plants will come through. 
Guru Mujai, Dangadi man, John Kelly. Um, I'm an artist. I'm a storyteller. I'm a knowledge keeper. I was very lucky that my father, the late Ray Kelly, was the first Aboriginal ranger for National Parks and Wildlife started in 1972, where he recorded sites of significance. So I was very lucky to take my knowledge from my father, my grandfather and my great-grandfather. My grandfather being Frank Archibald being 118 years of age when I was 11, spoke seven different dialects of, of language. The European people told us language wasn't important, but now we've come back to the understanding language is all about it. Language is something that we need to learn and understand. And we worked together, Uncle Fred Kelly and myself, to um, nourish and, and, and educate younger people about what we've learnt in our time. You know, we, I work in a preschool called Daliga Preschool in Squibblygum, Dalai. It's important to start at an early age, start at the little people and give them uh, some encouragement we taught them the king of the birds story where we were talking about which bird had a, uh, was going to be the king of the bird. The eagle and the, all other birds had a race and the little willy wagtail had a race to find out which bird was going to stay in the sky the longest. The little bird, every time it'd get tired, he would go and hide on the eagle's back. While the eagle was gliding around, the little bird was having a rest. After a few days, all some of the birds, king parrot and kookaburra and uh, cockatoo and them all got tired and they said oh well I've had enough of being in the sky I'm going to go down and I, I haven't got what it takes to be king of the birds what what happened was uh, the little bird just kept having his rest on, on the back of the eagle and uh, after the fourth day the, the eagle came down and landed on the uh, on the ground and he's prancing around, I'm the king of the birds. But he didn't see that little bird lift off his back. So what happened was the owl, owl, he was the judge. So he looked through the sky and he said, there's one bird left in the sky. It's the little bird. So the little bird came down and became king of the birds. So what we done then at Daligo was we told the ch children the story. So what they done was made some birds nest and eggs uh, and we probably made 100 eggs, and we needed something to house those eggs in. So one of the, Uncle Fred and I being two of the knowledgeable canoe makers, bark canoe makers on the east coast of Australia. So what we done was we filled one canoe up with 100 eggs, and, and we put that in uh, the uh, sculptures by the sea at a trial by a jail. We, we done that two years in a row. We put two different sculptures, uh, a lot of sculptures in the jail and um, we've been on show from the, the 3rd to the 5th of April now at the New South Wales Art Gallery in Sydney where we have a canoe and um, we have 500 nests and over six or 7,000 eggs that we, the kids have made over a five-year period and that's on show for the world to see. We, we have um, a really excellent language teacher, our language educator, uh, Auntie Vicky. She works at Dulliger Preschool. And 
they're learning language at school. They're, they're actually learning to say hello, and, and they actually greet grandfather son. Mm. They do. Uh, and, and they acknowledge the ground that they walk on. Um, so, so it's all of that sort of like understanding that really massive context of everything, the entire universe, so that our paradigm, our worldview is much larger than just our local area or our local space. Um, and and that's, that's really important when you're talking about the concept of spirituality. All of our teachings are all about having a strong mind, having a strong body, but most importantly, a strong spirit. We all have it. We don't recognise that. And our kids don't fully understand. Like with, with the loss and grief, when someone that's very important to them uh, maybe um, a grandparent or an older auntie or an older uncle, when they pass away, they don't know because they haven't been talked to about the life and death cycle. They haven't been spoken to at all. So they don't know that my belief and a lot of other people that, that are in this space, this law and this cultural belief, is that we, we are surrounded by spirits and that we have our ancestors with us all the time whether we recognize that or not so you can see that how it's important that we pass on this knowledge and that when we do lose someone all it is that they're going back and being with other family members if you actually have a look at the well-being booklets now we're we're being we're, we're at a community well-being day today and the things are if you're not feeling well they actually advise you to go and connect with an elder and to sit down with an elder and talk about a lot of the issues that are affecting you. Unfortunately, that doesn't happen a lot in this day and age, and that needs to change. My father said to me back in the 90s, dream time today, nightmare tomorrow. And I was asking him, what did he mean? He said, if you can't get people to follow culture, there'll be a gap. There'll be a gap of knowledge, and there'll be a gap of, of wanting to learn knowledge. So we went through a period where we were, was missing that. But now we have young people trying to pick up what's missing. Uh, my, my mum is still, still going today and I, I'm a lucky, lucky man to still have my mum going at 83 years of age. Um, you know, she's an artist so uh, I've learned off of her and uh, I learned the stories off my father and I've been able to gel the both of them together. My dad's greatest, one of my dad's greatest saying is, be your own mentor, not your own tormentor. He said, well, if you mentor yourself, you can learn and grow. But if you torment yourself, you won't. So um, that's, uh, and learn the three M's. And uh, I said, what's the three M's? He said, let's not muddle, let's not meddle, but let's mingle. Mingling's better. Conversations on Country is proudly brought to you by SBS and Saltwater Freshwater Arts Alliance. It was recorded on Goombanga, Dungadi, Biripai and Waramai land. Our storytellers for this episode were proud Dungadi men, John and Fred Kelly. Theme music was recorded by Grow the Music with Carrie Munro-Greentree on guitar and Ben Ferguson on didgeridoo. Special thanks also to Maddie Whitford.
Production of this podcast series was by Simon Portis and Liz Keane from Headline Productions with additional production by Maddie Whitford. A big thank you also to Murrabai Aboriginal Language and Culture Cooperative for their guidance. I'm Artie B. Ballangari. Tarandang. <laughs>